Hello everyone and welcome back to the Evolving Less Repeating podcast with me, your host, Alicia, and I have a special guest today, the amazing Leah. So Leah, first and foremost, is my friend and she actually was my trainer for around two and a half years. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, nearly three years. Um, so Leah actually trained me at Pure Gym one-to-one and then became my online coach. Um, I then became a coach myself and Leah then reached out to me and asked me to join her business, Lift With Leah, which is absolutely thriving. Um, to check out Leah, her handle is at Leah Hall Fitness and I'll let you introduce yourself. I think I did well there, you know. Oh, thanks. That was great. You sound very professional. Thank you. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, so um, I'm Leah, as Lissy said, and so I didn't really know where to start with this. I am an online coach. Again, you kind of introduced that yourself, but me and Lissy obviously work together within Lift With Leah, um, coaching lots of girls, which is amazing. And I initially started coaching around maybe five years ago now it's been a long time can't believe it's been five years to be honest um and I actually started off doing kind of classes and then I'm gonna keep this brief because I'm sure we'll go into this a bit more later um teaching classes doing like boot camps and then started personal training um just initially like people I was working with at the boot camps and then that kind of built up and transitioned to online started doing a bit more online stuff um yeah and then it grew from there really so um that's kind of the business side of things and now obviously just do online coaching with Lissy as well um yeah yeah so you actually competed just after I met you so I saw you yeah, yeah. PCA you competed in yeah PCA a while ago like three years ago now so I can't believe it's three years to be honest that's amazing and now you're competing again aren't you so you've had time away from the stage you've got who's your coach Dan Dan Weldon yeah Bug. He's great. He's a really good coach. I like him. Okay, so to be honest, I think the first time I competed, I don't think I was like fully ready to compete then. And obviously it was fine. Like I got on stage, it went really well. I still got ready in time and things like that. But it was just very rushed. Um and I didn't I didn't go through a solid off season beforehand. So I hadn't spent time building my calories up. I just kind of went into the prep and it was the first ever fat loss phase that I'd ever really properly done. Um, So yeah, it was just a bit of a, it was a big change from what I was kind of doing. Um, So yeah, did that and then spent a little bit of time, well, a lot of time after getting my relationship with food back in a good place. Um, At this point I was like, I don't know if I want to do this again. I'll just kind of see how things go. And then did a couple more, um, shoot preps like fat loss preps for photo shoots really enjoyed those um and got to the place where I was in a really good place again training was good I was really consistent did a proper off season and was actually meant to compete again last year but obviously with COVID and things like that it just ended up getting postponed and pushed back so we just decided okay let's just go for it the next year instead do a bit longer off season so yeah that's that's where I'm at with it basically so definitely in a much better place this time around having had a really good amount of time just being consistent and I think that's the big thing like you need to be nailing all the things like hitting the hitting your calories getting your meals in training sleep um, all these things need to be in a good spot before you go into a into a prep I think a lot of people and I think I did this actually my last one used a prep as a chance to like okay I want to get a good routine I want to improve and then start doing the prep whereas those things need to be in place before you actually start your prep don't run before you can walk isn't it and I think even kind of speaking to other coaches (laughs) kind of speaking to other coaches um sorry we had to pause because Winston Leah's puppy had a bit of an accident but it's fine we move (laughs) but what was I going to say Right, we're talking about competing, weren't we? Yeah, so something I've been like kind of noticing on social media, speaking to other not coaches yet, but they want to get into the industry, is not to rush into it. So some people will literally want to compete just for the attention that you'll you know most likely get on Instagram, um, to kind of look worthy of being a trainer. That's something that I don't, I did struggle with that, as you know, but I, I just, it's such a bad headspace to be in thinking you've got to look stage lean to be able to 
be a good coach. It's just not needed. You just no, not you know, there's so many qualities. So first off the bat, you need to be able to empathize with people yeah. and no way. I've never seen you have to have a six pack to be able to do that. I mean, Um, and I think as well to actually, depending on what your audience is and what your market is. So with us, we're general population, aren't we? Not really care if you're staging. Exactly. And that's such a big thing. Like, I think it's probably less appealing. Like if if someone just wants to feel a bit fitter, you know, get more confident, feel good in their clothes, feel good naked, like, feel yeah. happy and have a good relationship with food like really and that's that's the girls we work with people that yeah. just want to feel happier and have more structure um, and yeah some of the girls are a bit more serious about it um but I don't we don't work with anyone that wants to compete and I, I wouldn't want to do that um I think for most girls that have those goals seeing someone on stage shredded with like 10% body fat in a bikini that's probably going to move them away yeah I think so I think yeah if you're coaching obviously clients that compete then I think you do have to have done it yourself because you have to be, again be, be able to empathize with it and know how they feel but I think for someone that just wants to feel a bit happier and a bit healthier and you know improve their quality of life definitely don't need to be competing and I also think like if a good way to think about it is if you couldn't post any of your prep on social media or any of your stage day like yeah. would you still do the prep for yourself I think if that is so no, then you're probably not doing it for the right reason. No, I think that's a massive thing. I think as well, there's so many people you see on social media who have, you know, online coach in their bio and they're doing it just because it's kind of a highly saturated industry at the minute. Do you know what it's I mean? It's trendy at the minute, isn't it? Yeah, it's trendy at the minute. And I think if you, you know, you couldn't have your Instagram for a week, would you still be there for your clients or are you just doing it because you want the attention? Yeah, I think, I think it's the same with comp prep as well. And it, the thing is, with comp prep is it as well. It is so glamorized. Like you look at people yeah. on the stage and they look amazing and they've all got makeup on, but you don't see like the hours and hours of <laughs> cardio and being hungry, and not being able to think, and even you know, the mental it's, battles. Yeah, it's hard. It's yeah. hard, and I think a lot of people don't appreciate that bit. They just see it and it gets like glamorized a lot on yeah. the stage, and it looks pretty and fun and it's not pretty and it's not fun <laughs> well it is, it is fun, <laughs> it is fun. Too much. Know, <laughs> but it's not a lot of the time it's like a mental battle yeah push through the harder days and obviously people don't see that yeah I mean I've never done a contest prep I've, I'm not competing but I mean you don't know what the future holds but right as of now I'm not competing yeah, yeah, yeah. and the closest thing I've got to pushing myself to kind of my body's limits is doing photo shoots and yeah. even stuff like that, you're dealing with your own, like, kind of, your, I don't get too deep, but your own demons, like, you know, where you yeah. kind of like, I don't look good enough, or yeah. what so-and-so say, and you care about yeah. people's, you know, opinions, and it's, it's just not needed, do you know what I mean? But I think you've just, you can't kind of not practice what you preach, so like with us, we train we understand and know what it's like to have bad mental days and we can help clients through that but I think we can't well I can't talk from a position to be like how to compete do you know what I mean yeah and I don't think you need a hundred percent don't think you need to compete unless you're coaching all the competitors then I don't think you need to like as long as you're to, like as long as you're walking the walk you're training hard you know you're being consistent you're eating well you genuinely care about like your health and you care about the people you're working with and you know you're invested into your knowledge and you want to become a better coach and you really enjoy the process of coaching and helping people then I just think yeah you, you're a really good coach and you don't need to have had the experience of competing to be able to to be able to help people yeah literally I think yeah. I just well the flip side of this if you are listening to this and you are a coach and you're competing I feel like we've not bashed it but there's nothing wrong with it if you want to compete for the right reasons and you've just got to know you're doing it for you and you're competing not to like not sacrifice that's the wrong type of thing to do it for but you're doing it to grow as a person um and you're going to enjoy it as well yeah and your clients also not not every single person will think oh I'm going to be put off by that I don't want to work with so-and-so some people even though they're in the general population will look at you and think wow like that's motivation I don't want to maybe go to those lengths but I kind of trust them and know what they're doing so that's the flip side um 
So yeah, that's good. Yeah. But what question did did someone send one in about a photo shoot? Oh yeah, Ben actually said um, something about. Hold on, let me just find the question now. Um, the question was confidence built well, it's not really a question it's like a topic confidence built from photo shoots I think this is actually a really good one so now I did I did a, a photo shoot with some of the girls recently so like three of the girls that we've been coaching did a photo shoot and we went to out for the day Nottingham and they did like a photo shoot and it was the first it was that all of three of their first ever photo shoots and they weren't like they weren't absolutely peeled to the bone shredded like they'd worked really really hard as individuals to get to that point to be able to do that and the big thing there was that it pushed them out of their comfort zones and I think as well this is like a photo shoot a lot of people think oh photo shoot I need to get shredded for it I need to like be really lean but the point of a photo shoot is not well for some people it is for some people it can be like a goal to work towards which is great but it doesn't have to be that way it can be just something to push yourself out of your comfort zone and actually show you what you're capable of achieving and just something like to be enjoyed and also just to celebrate the progress you have made even though maybe you're not shredded or you're not where you want to be yet it can be something to like mark a certain point of your journey exactly so i did a shoot with ben um quite a few years ago and marked photo just gonna yeah, plug in everyone today um yeah so i did a shoot with ben in like a red um jumpsuit is it leotard and honestly yeah I absolutely loved it and I did feel my most like kind of leanest in that shoot um but that wasn't the main focus actually no it was I'll be honest my main focus for that shoot was to be the leanest it was the other shoot so like a year later so it was during kind of the pandemic which is still in but it was more like serious back then and kind of the severity of it (laughs) do you know what I mean Um, (laughs) it was like we just had lockdown one so we hadn't even had lockdown two and three um and it was a wet shoot so it was a rainy shoot make it rain one they just make it rain (laughs) 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 as you know I felt so conscious uh because there was no access to gyms. I didn't think I looked my best, but I did try my best. So I went to that shoot knowing, okay, I'm not my leanest, but I've never felt so confident in a shoot since yeah. the last was lean. Yeah. And I remember saying to our girls, I was like, you just need to go through what you go through. No, that's not right. Grow through what you go through. That was it. So, <laughs> um, so with that shoot I didn't feel my leanest but I felt the most confident I rocked up there and I even said to Ben I was like Ben I do feel a little bit but if anyone here is wanting to do a shoot go with Ben because oh my god he brings out your inner queen yeah and also not only that you know but I think people just say like and this was me as well so I was like okay I'm gonna do a shoot great opportunity want to get lean want to have nice photos blah 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 blah. but you don't see the whole process of like what going through that shoot does for you and like your life like for example a little bit of a backstory so I actually reached out for to Ben um when I wasn't in a very good place and I didn't feel very happy in just life in general and I booked a I, bo- I actually booked a five-day trip to Portugal I was like sorry I'm going to Portugal five days I'm going to stay in the yeah. villa and do a photo shoot um so there was like six girls something like that there was like six or seven of us that all flew to, didn't know each other seven random girls that like never met um flew to Portugal together stayed in the villa and did a photo shoot for five days okay and then I was like, actually, you know what? Yeah, I want to book another one. So I did a studio one as well. So I booked in a studio shoot and a shoot in Portugal. And that's where I met Ben. And then I that's when I first got into online coaching because I met a girl there who was an online coach and got talking to Ben. And Ben was like, oh, you should reach out to this guy called Adam. He's really good. And then I got in touch with Adam and he's now my, and has been for like the last year and a half, two years, my business coach. And then that led to me going online and growing that side of things. So it's all like spiraled and it's just don't view it as a thing in isolation because you never know what pushing yourself out of your comfort zone and doing something new is going to lead to later down the line. Literally. So it's, you know what I mean? It's like I probably wouldn't be where I am today if I hadn't have been there and met Ben. And like me and Ben have calls a lot as well. And he like, he's just so good to talk to and to just push you in the right direction with everything. Um, it's not just a shoot it's like a life experience it actually no it honestly is though and I think if you've never done one before you just think oh you're just getting your kit off this and the other but like you said 
you did it when you were in a pretty bad place and that helped you it was a goal to work towards yeah exactly and so like the the girls who did the shoe in Nottingham and you know as you said they weren't stage lean nor was I it doesn't matter because doing that shoe in the green swimsuit when I didn't feel my most confident in myself honestly no one cares the amount of body fat you have on you it's the least important thing yeah literally so I do think they it is good sometimes having a goal and like pushing yourself but like I did that I did a shoot in Sheffield last year it was like it was actually about I think it was like last May so we'd been in the lockdown for like two months um and I was right at the start of my fat loss phase so literally like the biggest not biggest but the the like most body fat I've ever had basically um and I did a photo shoot for that reason of pushing myself out of my comfort zone to do a shoot when I wasn't lean for me so yeah I did I did one then and it was still really fun and you know what I still look back and I think yeah you know I quite like them photos you look so, at the smile, you look at kind of the confidence yeah. you're beaming with, you know what I mean? And I think yeah. even, like you said, when you did that shoot when you're in your off-season um, and stuff like that, you don't have to have a six-pack to do a shoe. No, no. You do it for you. And I think even even though it's a goal and you get to that goal and you, if you think, oh, my God, I'm still not lean enough, don't compare yourself to other people. You do know what I mean? I think a lot of the time, us included, um, and our clients, they'll look at people who are like on GQ and doing kind of magazine covers and they're paid to like look, yeah. sure. they need to yeah. look like that. Um, but you don't, you just have to be happy. But yeah. Yeah. And it's just remembered as well, when you see people in photo shoot pictures, you don't know whether they've been dieting hardcore for like 20 weeks. Like you don't know what they've been doing. Yeah. Um, they probably so don't just have full-time like, jobs. Yeah, and also when people diet down, like most people don't stay like that all year. Most people, females particularly, carry a higher body fat percentage year round and then just go through fat loss phases for specific events or specific occasions or holidays. Like I don't stay lean all year. Like I go through phases because I like eating and I like going out for food and, you know, and eat. You know, I want to get stronger in training and there's loads of other things to look at so you don't most people that you see and you think oh yeah like they look amazing they don't stay like that all year round no no they don't no but one of the questions that was sent in was have you always wanted to be a coach I'll let you go first oh this is a good one so actually no which I know a lot of people are like yeah I've always enjoyed coaching I've always wanted to like help people but I didn't really know what I wanted to do so I used to I used to swim competitively when I was younger like teenage years and I got I I also was really into music so I was at like a bit of a crossroads where I was like oh my god do I get on the music route do I go down the P route the sport route and I got to A level and I was doing music at A level and um then I was like no you know what this is not for me I'm gonna go down the sport route so I went to uni and did sport and exercise science at uni still had absolutely no clue what I wanted to do but started I studied like nutrition as one of my modules in my second and third year and I was like okay I really enjoy this and it was very emphasized onto like lifestyle and like sport performance yeah um, and I was like yeah you know what I really like this kind of things and then I actually started um I got like a part-time job just to get a bit of money at uni and I started working at Virgin you know like the health club yeah so I was working as a lifeguard and then at Virgin you know so when you sit on the chair in the lifeguard chair you can see up into the gym because it's like a big glass like dome Mm-hmm. above the above the swimming pool and you can see into the gym and I would always like go up there after like I'd done my lifeguarding and just like do the classes because I used to be really into like hit and circuit training and you know like the cardio stuff yeah so I, I was really into all that and I used to go up there and I was like oh you know what I'd quite like to like work in the gym rather than doing lifeguarding so I spoke to them at Virgin and they put me through my level two and then my level three qualification yeah um Actually, no, I did my level two while I was at uni with a company and then they put me through my level three. So then I started teaching classes at Virgin and doing like the hit classes. Um, and then from there, I used to go to these boot camp classes in in called Tribe, it was called. Um, and then started doing their classes just for enjoyment. And then they asked me about coaching and I was like, oh yeah, like, I'd love to do that. So I started teaching boot camp classes there. So it was a bit mad to be honest because in my third year, second and third year of uni, I was working fitness instruction at Virgin started PTing at Virgin a bit and then also boot camp classes at Tribe while I was at uni so I was running like two jobs and and I was studying at uni Mm -hmm. um and I started prepping as well so it was a bit mad um (laughs) so yeah did that 
And then people at the classic place that I taught the tribe would just ask me, oh, like, are you doing any PT? Like, can you coach me? And I was like, oh yeah, like, actually, I'd really like to do that. So started doing it um, a little bit after I finished. So this was after I finished uni because I wanted to wait until after I'd done uni to like properly start up. Um, yeah, and then just started PTing at the gym nearby. And then that's it really. I'm still there like five years later. <laughs> So no, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Basically, I literally had no clue. I just knew that I liked the nutrition side of things and like the the coaching people side of things. So I just started doing it in classes and then it just snowballed from there, really. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty much the same. I do know what I want to do. Um, well, when I started working with you, <laughs> every single like session, I'd be like, Leah, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I really want to go into like, degree you know to do with nutrition yeah, yeah. Um, but I just wasn't sure and I think the reason I wasn't sure is because I was always my worst enemy so even when I was at school so through GCSE A-level etc I didn't do PE you know like the qualification yeah. education because yeah. I thought I was too overweight bear in mind that is not okay do what you want to do no one cares yeah. but oh my god and I, I still kick myself for that um but I didn't do it because I thought I didn't look good enough to kind of study that so I went to uni <laughs> study history honestly I just I laugh when I say that because I just think why but the reason I did that I spoke about this in another podcast I did it because I did enjoy it I wanted to do something at uni um, and I thought I might as well do that um then started working with you started to see my potential and over change time life. Say that again. <laughs> change your life change my life literally <laughs> but um yeah and so over time I it was like a niggling in my head I was like listen you're not doing what you want to do you're not doing what you want to do and I was like yes I am it's fine and I think I can't remember who I was with but I was sitting down and I think my friend was just like what do you want to do with your life? And I said, I want to help people. I want to help people see their potential. I want to be a coach. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. not once did I say, I want to be the biggest person on Instagram. I want blah, blah, blah. that never yeah. came up. And my friend was just like, okay, so where does history come into that? And I was like, I think I'm crying. I was like, I don't know. And I started panicking. Um, but you know what? My kind of philosophy in life is you started it, finish it. So I'm going to finish the degree, um, nearly finish that. And I just started, like you said, I started having people reaching out and being like, can I please come and train with you? I'll pay you this that, and the other. So basically I trained them. Um, yeah. And I thought, okay, I'm going to start training my friends. I didn't kind of want to be kind of bull in a china shop being like, I'm a coach now. <laughs> because I was still building up my knowledge as well on your nutrition side and training side um and I started training my friends and started seeing really good results um and I think it went past just being a transformation coach in the physical sense I liked helping people mentally level up and seeing things a different way and yeah. understanding they choose how to kind of look at a situation um yeah. so yeah and I just love doing that and started training my friends, took them on as clients and told you kind of what I wanted to do in life. Um, and then actually I went my own way, didn't I? I was like, oh, massive bit we've missed out. So I really struggled with an eating disorder. So really, really chronic binge eating. And Leah and I worked on that together. And then I went to an amazing organization called Saida um, who like specialize in eating disorders. And I thought, you know what? The best thing for me right now is to take a step back from kind of client coach. And that's not bashing you. It's more a sense of, I just need to focus on, okay, let me just try and sort myself out. Um, and I did. And then things from there, as I started to work on myself and become a better version of myself, I then started kind of having all these people come to me. And I think I just needed that barrier lifting. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, so and you're, yeah. you had all the knowledge as well in the past from like those years of training yeah. you had all the knowledge there already so yeah so yeah. I still took my friends on but to like the general population and even working with you I was like I don't want to do that until I've got a lot yeah. of knowledge behind me um and I think as well even with you we're still wanting to learn we'll still go on courses yeah, you're able to help people um and that's another thing I didn't want to jump into it when I wasn't sure I knew a lot um, and yeah. kind 
trusted in my capabilities. So now I've got that. I'm, I feel I'm soaring and same with yeah. you, but we still never stop learning. Um, and so I think, oh, what's that thing? It's like law of attraction. I think for me, kind of pushing everything away and thinking, no, I'm too fat to do PE at school. I'm not slim enough to do that as a degree. When I could have done it, I literally yeah, could have done it. Um, and kind of doing that, it's kind of like the universe was like, no, this is your path. Because every single like, every single day, there was something coming up like, no, you need to do this. Um, so now, like with us, it doesn't feel like a job. I, I, that's why yeah, people say, how's work? I'm like, yeah. what do you mean? <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, I think that's, yeah, that's us. Um, yeah. And I think that's another big thing. So someone actually put a question in saying um oh I really want to be an online coach but I think it's too much there's too much hype around it am I yeah. in it for the wrong reasons the right reasons yeah I actually messaged them privately I didn't just want to do it on here and I just said you know what I can't tell you if you're doing it for the wrong or right reasons you yeah, know you yourself know. do you know what I mean I think if you're only doing it because you've seen so and so do it and they've got like <coughs> thousands of likes on their post you're in it for the wrong yeah. reasons because what if someone comes to you and they really need your help and yeah. you, you can't offer any help and that you're you know you're the only person they've spoke to and you're in it for the wrong reasons because you're like oh no I only wanted the paycheck I don't I don't want to deal with all yeah. that crap yeah the- I think as well like do you get a buzz from it because you know when I have like a check-in with someone or like I talk to someone and I have a consult call with them and it makes me like I feel like I've got a buzz do you know what I mean like, yeah, you got perfect. yeah yeah and I think if you don't get that feeling from it then if you don't really like it or you if you don't really get like if if one of my clients got a goal and they're like working towards this goal and then they get there well they're doing well I'm like, oh yeah this is fab like I'm loving this yeah. it's great and you get like proper like hyped from it even when they're think, struggling I get hyped. yeah because like, yes, yeah. they're gonna see yeah. like in a few weeks time or a few days time yeah like, oh my god I've got past it yeah exactly and I think if you don't get that kick from it yeah then I don't know yeah and I think it is obviously like it's made to be this thing where it's like yeah like work from your laptop work on a beach like go on holiday but I'm not gonna lie like I cannot sit on a beach with a laptop because I can't see the friggin' screen (laughs) (laughs) like you know when I was in Dubai so I went away for like a month in Dubai and I was like I'm gonna work while I'm there I'm not I I spent like 90% of my time sat in my hotel room on my laptop like I wasn't you know what I mean and I think it is very glamorized it's like and obviously you can choose the hours you work but most nights like I'm still sat working at, in in the evening when most people finish work at five so it's just like you don't see the work that goes on behind the scenes with it a lot of people and it is fab like I absolutely love it to bits but there's a lot of it's very popular right now especially I think with the like the lockdown type thing like a lot of people have you know what I mean yeah and I think a lot of people um are going into it and they've not got any knowledge behind them uh, I'm not saying you have to be a PT to be an online coach I'm not saying that but some people will go into it and they don't know how to train or execute movements yeah. either so how can you kind of yeah. on your pedestal help people um, and yeah. I just said to the person I just said you know what if you want to do it do it because I think yeah, 100% um I said you know what just build up your knowledge first get your confidence first because clients yeah. can see straight through you you know if you kind yeah, of yeah. you're not sure what you're saying because yeah. I think we've both been on the side of client client coach coach you can yeah. see straight through it and that's when you know they've not got confidence in you and um, so I've said you know build up your knowledge etc and another thing that was kind of shining through was like but they weren't saying it it was kind of in what's what's the word in between the lines I was trying to read between the lines yeah and I think they were just um scared they'd be laughed at if you know yeah I, mean. I think laughed at and kind of like oh it's highly saturated there's no point and I just I think it's highly saturated that's the thing like any job you go into you're not going to be the only person doing that job and I just think you know what it doesn't matter because there's going to be people that want to work with you specifically and people don't go to a coach because like obviously there's so many coaches and the people the reason people go to certain coaches is because they like you as a person and they want to work with you so I think just be you like promote what you are passionate about and be honest with what you're putting across to people on social media and you'll attract the right kind of people anyway so I think it doesn't matter if it's highly saturated like if you enjoy it if you get to help five girls even like you're still helping five girls 
or yeah. five guys or whoever you're working with so it doesn't matter like if there's, there's coaches out there that have hundreds of clients but if you're helping a small amount of people and you enjoy helping them then you're still making an impact and having a positive impact on people's lives mm-hmm. and I just said to them I said how many lawyers are in the world right now yeah. how many teachers are there how many upcoming teachers etc yeah. and they were like you know what I'm just gonna do it I was like just do it it's your mm-hmm. life and like you said you're helping five people but really you're helping way more than that because for that one person you've improved the quality of life they'll then have better relationships with their family yeah. their spouses their children word of mouth um so that's something I struggled with because I well I was speaking to you I was like oh I feel like I'll be laughed at kind of there's all these top dogs in the industry etc and it's like well they've started in the same position the exact same position yeah it's Um, like what you say to your clients when they start off at the gym you know so you don't go to the gym because you know you're not you don't know everything that everyone else knows like everyone in the gym started in a point of having never been in the gym before exactly just keep going um yeah that's what I want to say because I think some podcasts I've listened to I'm not going to name names but some podcasts I've listened to have said it's highly saturated you know find in a nutshell find another profession yeah and I just wanted to say no don't do that um because also who has the right to tell you do you know what I mean who has yeah, the right or, yeah, to tell you? I that. um it's on other so yeah I think we've answered nearly five questions in one then <laughs> well for anyone listening, if anyone asked the question, we answered them. Um, but actually, something that was asked is how do you go about meal prepping? So, meal prepping, for those who don't know, is basically bulk cooking your meals in one and then setting yeah. it off into portions, put it in the fridge, take it out when you need it. You can have yeah. certain meals for pre-workout, post-workout, any time of day. Um, so how I go about this, every Sunday is kind of well, I do my check-ins on a Sunday, like one of my check-in days is Sunday. Yeah. Um and when I've done my check-ins, I go out for a walk, come back, and I write a list of the meals I fancy. And some things that a lot of people struggle with is saying, well, I don't want to kind of feel restricted in my meals, because what if I don't want to have chili con carne on Tuesday? What if I want something else? <laughs> what I do is I cook around two main meals for dinner. Um, and I think, okay, I'm going to have those no matter what. I can have that kind of as one of my meal three meal five whatever um and if I fancy something else I'll have that but I always make sure to have certain things in the house like cans of tuna stuff like that yeah yeah. and so I'll make a list of what I need I have like a budget as well so I think that's another big thing is people will say well coaching is too expensive meal prepping is too expensive when it's not because you could easily well spend hundreds on a night out you know getting your dress getting your heels getting the taxi getting the food then the takeaway etc so budgeting I think is just financial freedom really but we'll go on to that and also like how much money do people spend every week on like takeaway and cost coffee literally shoes (laughs) like a pair of shoes is about 90 quid upwards yeah it's just it's just what you prioritize isn't it really yeah exactly Um, and then I make a list buy it cook it done that's how I go about meal prepping bish bash bosh I think I feel like I could do a podcast on meal prepping I I remember this is something so funny (laughs) I think it is so when I um, used to work with Leah when I think we just got on my house on fire so we just spoke about everything but I think it was like a couple weeks in and meal prepping used to take me six hours didn't it yeah salmon yeah, and I would chicken and rice because somehow it took me six hours. <laughs> <laughs> so I used to like work at Nando's as well. And oh my God, I used to come home from work and have a stress. And be like, I've got to season the chicken. I've got to weigh it out. I then got to portion it. And oh my God. And you just went to me, Lissy, put the oven on, put it in, go for a shower, come back, sort it. And I was like, oh, okay. yeah. I think people overdo it in their heads. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, my my top tips for meal prepping are, okay, if you want to keep it really basic, literally just prep your protein sources and your carb sources separately. Like, I think when I used to start meal prepping, I used to try and make these really fancy meals and put each meal in a separate Tupperware box. But, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to lie, like, I eat pretty basic at the minute, but I literally prep. So if you've got a load of protein sauce in the fridge, a load of carb sources and your veg cooked, you can literally mix and match and make whatever meal you want and just add some sauce on. So you could literally prep. So the easiest way to do it, I think, for example, like chicken is I cut my chicken up, 
into 100 gram serving sizes or however much you have it and weigh it all out and then season it and wrap it in foil and then just put it on a baking tray. So I'll have like 10 servings of chicken all wrapped individually in foil. So I know there's 100 grams raw in each foil little blanket thing. And then <clears throat> put it in, go and do whatever you want to do. And then come out, take out the oven and put it in a lunchbox in the foil. Mm-hmm. Because then you can just find it in the fridge, last for like a week in the fridge if it's already cooked. And then, you know, you've got 10 servings of chicken that are pre-portioned out, pre-cooked in the fridge. And because it's all individually wrapped in foil, you don't have to weigh it again because you it's all already separated. So you could do that with chicken. You could make like um, mince and put that in the fridge. You could do like chicken sausages, chicken burgers, corn chicken, salmon, like literally just get your protein sources prepped, bang them in the fridge. And then you can do the same with like rice, pasta, noodles, like just cook like multiple portions and just bang it all in the same Tupperware in the fridge. Same with veg. Like I just cook like three packs of green beans green beans sound like a proper bodybuilder now then yeah I green beans I'm just saying I'm eating green beans but um I feel like that's quite a boring vegetable to choose but anyway whatever vegetable you choose to cook your veg okay and also I have a microwave steamer and I feel like that's just a game changer with veg um microwave steamer so you put your water in the bottom then you put your veg on a little tray and then you put the lid on and you just put it in the microwave and it steams your veg because I can't deal with putting veg in like a pan of water because I feel like the taste goes out of the vegetable right okay yeah anyway tangent about the macro steamer um so I cook all my veg and then put it so in my in my fridge I've got a box of chicken a box of like beef mince like bolognese type thing Mm -hmm. box of potato wedges air fryer if you haven't got an air fryer get an air fryer um (laughs) rice box of rice or you can literally use microwave rice sachets box of veg and then you can literally mix and match um so that's like bare basic meal prep I think that's like I easy think, meal prep. Yeah. And also I think don't try and be following a bodybuilder diet of kind of not having what you want. So yeah. think, like it doesn't have to be that boring. Just no, it doesn't have to be boring. Um, even bodybuilder diets, they're not boring, but I'm just saying a lot of kind of the misconception of a bodybuilder diet is chicken and rice five times a day, yeah. chicken and <laughs> if you feel it different. Do you know what I mean? Um yeah. like. I don't know something I always have is kind of I think you're the same and um, bagel thin yeah. bacon rashes and yeah. egg Do you know yeah it's mean? just an easy meal keep pre and post workout meals the same just because I know they digest well um, yeah. and then I'll change up different meals but yeah, yeah. Um, what you could do what I did with a lot of the girls that works really well is most people typically will eat the same breakfast or rotate between maybe like two breakfasts and probably the same with like the lunch most people probably eat quite similarly so what you could do is like for example prep the same lunch and just make five servings and then put it in the fridge and then you've got your lunch sorted for five days because or just pick two meals make like four servings of two meals and then you've got eight meals in the fridge and you're not because the problem is if you if you're trying to prep like eight different meals it's going to take you about 10 years so if you could say for example I don't know a a chicken sausage pasta bake you could make four servings and then put it in the fridge and then you could make four servings of like chili and rice and put it in the fridge Mm -hmm. and then you're only cooking two meals but you're making the meal anyway so if you just duplicate the ingredients and then you sort it. And if you are tracking on my fitness pal, you only have to track it in once and then you can copy and paste it. So it reduces like your time. Mm-hmm. And again, if you're then maybe having same meal for lunch, same meal for breakfast, same snack or whatever, and then you can just rotate your evening meal around and maybe cook that from fresh. So just keep it simple. And another thing that works really well as well is like keeping your meals the same for a whole week or similar for a whole week. And then replanning your next week with some different meals because then again it makes your food truck cheaper because you're not buying loads of different ingredients. Yeah, just swap <coughs> swap meals in and out. I think that's a massive thing as well. Just don't overcomplicate it. Um, yeah. So yeah, but something I really want to touch on is completely opposite um, from meal prepping is what is kind of the biggest lesson you've learned so far as a coach? Oh, that's a tough one. I'll go first. So my partial thinking, but my first one is being too readily available. And I mean, in the sense of I didn't have a cut off time for work in, you know, working with my clients, it would literally be I wake up, boom, on my client phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even when I was out, even at the gym and the gym for me training is my time to shut off the world. Um. And I know it's kind of hard to explain that to some people unless you kind of are in the same mindset, but 
that's I'm also selective who I train with in the sense I want to train and be in that kind of zone yeah. and I would break that zone all the time because someone would message me with anything and um, a problem whatever and the zone would be gone it would then take yeah. me to get back into it by the time I got back into the zone someone else would message me um, and I think that's just because I I don't know I kind of have like a a weird phobia of not being there for people yeah um, I completely get this I, I, understand I, know, what they might need I think a lot of coaches like this because I yeah, think you, it's just, you genuinely want to help people and yeah. you're like invest into other people's journeys yeah. like for me the first, this is literally the same as what you just said the first thing you think of when you wake up oh my god I need to check my phone is everyone all right does anyone need me and then it's like before you go to bed when you're out for meals and then you just never fully present exactly. in what you're in as well but then I think everything came to a head when I wasn't training at my best. I literally forgot to eat. I, I went training with you, didn't I? And you literally yeah. noticing I wasn't as strong as I usually am. And you just said, what have you eaten today? <laughs> it's like, you know me. You were like, what have you eaten today, Lissy? And I was like, a rice cake. And it was like 3 p.m. And I was like, what are you doing? The training push. And I was just like, oh my God. And you know what? I remember crying when I got home because I was like, how has this happened when I've kind of neglected my yeah. own well-being? And it was no one else's fault but mine. And I think even as a coach or in any profession as a person, you've got to be accountable and you've got yeah. to be able to kind of pull your finger out and be like, that's on me. So yeah. after that, it was like, you know what? See it as a positive, Lissy, in that I have been there for my clients, but now it's time to balance things out a bit yeah. and look after me. So my morning routine now is wake up. Um, my client phone and work phone, another big thing for any coaches yeah. listening or potential coaches, get two phones. Get a work phone. And a, and a, yeah, and a personal yeah. phone. Um, yeah, yeah. It's just it's a game changer but um yeah wake up I actually do journaling I do a brain dump so I'll write down everything that's in my head anything I'm worried about and stuff like that um write down to do's for the day and then I read a chapter of whatever book I'm on for that week yours is literally the same as mine that's what I do as well yeah um passion planner we should get sponsored yeah. by that. We literally plug yeah. that so much. Um, and then because I get up pretty early, I then get to my clients at a very early hour as well. But I've already had me time. Yeah. Um, because I've learned the hard way numerous times. It's like you can't pour from an empty cup and yeah, nothing exactly. works unless you do. Yeah. Um, and as well, like I used to be paranoid and I used to think, oh my God, like if if I don't reply to them straight away, they're gonna not, they're gonna think I'm not bothered about them. And I wanna, yeah. you know what I mean? What if someone's struggling? But at the end of the day, like they know that you still have a life and like you know what I mean? Like they'll understand you're gonna go out for meals with your family, you're gonna go and train. So I think as long as I just say, as long as I'm getting back to people on the same day and it don't get it never takes me a day to get back to someone, like it's like three hours probably max or maybe four if I'm out for a meal or I've gone to train and it's a longer session but most of the time like 80% of the time it'll be within five or ten minutes it's just the odd time where I'm doing something yeah. um and you know what sometimes I'll go out and I'll just take my work phone with me as well if I'm like know that I, I can probably reply so yeah it does help that I think and especially not not having the phone in the room with you when you're sleeping because I used to wake up and I'd have 20 30 40 50 whatsapp messages even having it on loud that's not the right word not on silent um just because that would be like a trigger for me if I'm literally about to nod off and my any phone well it'd be my work phone that'd be in the room I'd hear it going off and you can't help but get up it's kind of like an instinct so (laughs) I have it on silent downstairs um but yeah that was the biggest lesson is kind of being too available yeah Um, Yeah, that's one of mine too actually yeah um, because you need to all you also like you said you have a life you have relationships to uphold the most important one being the one with yourself um so yeah that's my one of my, yeah. my biggest lessons but yeah, that's really a good one have you got one yeah I have I have got some now actually so um that's I actually agree with that I think that's probably one of mine as well um the next one for me is being like understanding that people come and go yeah and I feel like this is a very honest one because like being completely honest I I really like the girls that I work with and I only take someone on if I know that we're going to get on and we're going to belt it, like, could I go and sit and have a coffee with them? And it would be nice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I want to work with girls that are going to gel really well into the group and that fit in really nicely and, you know, and nice people and stuff like that. Um, And I think, yeah, I want to work with people who 
I'm going to get on with. And obviously then you get attached to people, don't you? Like I say, like the girls I work with, I'm friend, I ain't been friends with as well. And then it is hard seeing people, and I'm sure all coaches will agree with this, it's hard seeing people leave your business. Yeah. Um, and don't get me wrong, it's normally because someone's got in a position where they feel they can do it by themselves, which is fantastic. And obviously as a coach, that's what you want. Like you want to get people to the point where they don't need you. But it's really, really hard when you when you get a bond with someone and you've been working with them for however many months and then suddenly like they leave your business. And I think I used to really, really, and still do sometimes a little bit, take it really personally. Yeah. Um, and be like they've left me like etc but it's just understanding that people within a business especially when um it's someone that doesn't have a long-term goal like competing as such they're just going to come and go and I think like a lot of girls I work with as well that stop at some point do come back at some point as well yeah which is really, really nice. And I absolutely love it when I get a message from an old client, be like, can I kind of start coaching again? I'm like, yes, you can. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I think that's a big thing, like separating it. from. So they're not leaving me, they're leaving my business. They're leaving your business. I think it's hard because with Leah and with like my separate one as well, you have to remember you're separate from it. It is your baby, it's your life, but it's also like you know what they've left the business has not left me and I think we're the same we've never had anyone kind of go on um pass a business and leave us in a kind of a bad term situation yeah. it's not ever happened so yeah. I think we've got to remember okay we've helped them somewhere yeah. in their life and we've helped them become a better person mm-hmm. so you've got to see it as a positive yeah yeah and I think the other lesson that the biggest lesson as well is that there's always like more to learn because I think it's really easy to feel like okay like I've done that I know everything it's just a case of like you know doing what I need to do each day now but it's like learning that actually there's always something else like something will always come up every day where I'm like oh that's a really good idea I need to implement that or oh I should do that to the business and it's that constant like thing of okay what can I do next what can I do next how can I make it better how can I help this person more and it's like the ongoing process and then you never reach a point where you're like okay everything is great I'll just chill for a bit like there's always something else that you want to improve on and I really like that bit I really because every day that I'll sit down you know like you said you do brain up in the morning Mm -hmm. I'll sit down and I'll just like dump out a load of ideas and a lot of that will be ways that I can actually improve it and make it better for the clients that are in it and one thing that I actually do as well is um when someone stops coaching I'll ask them for feedback like what can be improved yeah literally and that gives me loads of ideas Mm -hmm. um and it's not always things that are bad that need improving it's just things that they think would be beneficial that would have helped them yeah, literally. It's all about, oh, my favourite quote, you're always one decision away from a completely different life. If you view that as negative, you'd be in such a bad place. But if you see it as a positive, a way to grow, you've smashed it. Yeah. And I think what you said about kind of, if you get complacent, I just think you've ruined it. You've, you've, in a, it's not good. You can never. It's like growth mindset versus fixed mindset. Literally. So I remember I trained at Ultraflex, um, a gym and someone I was training with a fellow online coach and I was doing RDLs and he just said to me oh I think you could improve if you stop doing so and so and I took that on the chin whereas he was really shocked he said he's done that before to other kind of coaches and other gym goers and they've really been offended Um, whereas with me I was like no that's a chance for me to actually grow it then helped me in programming in being like don't do well not don't do this but imagine doing this in a yeah. sense to help you form the movement yeah. um so yeah don't be complacent um but another question that was sent in which is a really good one is when do you know when you need a coach oh that's a good one I like that I okay so I think with this so a coach is someone there to give you direction and support you with your goals and another person to bounce your ideas off and just generally like a cheerleader that's in your corner that's also going to be honest and not sugarcoat things yeah um so I think if you obviously most people can kind of get into things by themselves but if you feel like you just want direction and someone kind of in your corner to get quicker progress and to make better progress and also just to better your knowledge and your understanding 
Um, I just think it's like one of the best investments you can make in your own progress. And like, I have a coach, like you have a coach, you know what I mean? Like, it's not that we're trying to plug it. It's just that I genuinely do think it's such a positive thing you can do for yourself and your own quality of life. But I think there'll be times when probably you feel like you need a coach and times where you maybe feel like you can go alone a little bit. Um, But I think if you just feel like you want that bit of direction and you want a bit more support with with your goals as such um and it does help you know even if even if you know what you're doing and like I've obviously I know what I'm doing like I, I know how to track my food I know what I need to eat I know how to program training but for me just having someone there in my corner just to talk ideas through with bounce off how I'm feeling have that accountability every week of you know getting my check-in done holding myself to like a higher standard. this is a big one holding yourself to a higher standard of what yeah. you would hold yourself to Mm-hmm. so it's someone there to hold you to an even higher standard and it just allows you I think to really push yourself that little bit further 100% I think that's what I think when you know you know it's plain yeah. as simple as that I think if you know you want to do better if you have tried it yourself and it's not working and you just have that desire to be a better version of yourself just go for it and yeah, um, that's a big one like do you want to be a better version of yourself and you yeah. want someone there to help you do that, then I think I think you don't have to get one either just because you want to lose fat or build muscle. Like you can get a coach just to help you improve in every single aspect of your life. Exactly. I mean, we have girls come to us who say, you know what, I've not really got an aesthetic goal, like a physical transformation goal. I just want to be better at structuring my days. I want to be better at talking to myself. And yeah. there's just so many different reasons, isn't there? And I think, so with me, um, I took time away from having a coach. I focused on becoming better mentally in just every walk of life, especially in regards to food and recovering from my eating disorder. And I did it myself and I depended on me. And it got to a point when, you know, clients are building up. I wanted, and I just felt, I don't know if lonely is the right word. I felt a little bit kind of at crossroads where, I was doing the best I could, but I just, it wasn't enough in the sense of I needed to have a mentor. And I think yeah. if you have that mentor kind of guidance, you are going to be better and have a higher standard. Yeah, it's like a life mentor. Yeah. It's like a life coach to guide you along your, your, your journey and just to be there with you for the, through the ups and the downs as well. Like someone to pick you up when you're not feeling great and someone to be like, your biggest supporter when you are feeling great and I think what what you just said there um what was it I just thought about this when you were speaking um oh, I can't remember what you said now but what point you just made I was going to say something and I can't remember what it was um but yeah someone to just be there for you mm-hmm. and you don't have to have a specific goal but just someone who's going to support you and someone that's also good oh this is what I was going to say someone to help you become the best version of you that you can be whether that be fat loss building muscle you know feeling more confident and just gaining more structure improving your knowledge there's so many reasons to to get a coach and to have someone there to help you improve in like all aspects of your life and I think a big thing is like I think a good coach doesn't just want you to lose x amount of pounds or build x amount of muscle or compete or whatever I think a good coach wants you to genuinely improve in like all aspects of your life so wants you to like get that job that you went for and wants you to you know have more time spend with your family and enjoy yourself more like I, I like it you know and I talk with a client I'm like asking about the dog or like yes. how that you went like, I like all that side of things yes. and I think it's nice just to have someone that is your supporter and also a bit of a come on now like get on with it also that is leading me on to my next point in how do you choose a coach? So I think it's knowing what support you need and then finding a coach that has that approach. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? 100%. I think as well with a coach, don't look for someone to fix you because that is yeah. not in a coach's job description. Um, you, you don't kind of reach out to a coach to be like, I need you to fix every aspect of me. No, you reach out to a coach to be like, right now, I need someone to mentor me. I want someone there who is in my corner, someone I can speak to about anything. And I want you to offer that direction and focus. Um, I think that's a massive one. So like for me, um, I was very strategic when it came to choosing a coach. And I know you'll say the same thing. Don't just rush to one coach. Have a bit of time. Look around a little bit. Speak to other people who maybe are their clients. 
um, people who speak know their them. clients. That's a big one. Yeah, speak to their clients and also just ask questions because really you are investing someone to kind of be a massive part of your life. And also, I don't want to say dictate your life, but offer a lot of influence in your life choices. So you need to be able to trust them. So like with me, I know when I reached out to my coach um, I said, you know what, I've had an eating disorder. So I need someone who understands that. And they do. And they work with people like me. They've also um, been very empathetic to that. But they also know when I just need to kick up the backside. A difference. Um, But I think a massive one, and I think it's come up quite a lot with our girls, Leah, is you need someone who you actually can talk to about anything. So like, yeah, oh, how do I do X exercise? You know what I mean? But also, you know what? I've had a really shit day. Um, My boyfriend is upsetting me or I'm in a really bad place in my relationship. I need a bit of direction. You need that. And if you can't speak to your coach about, I don't know, about anything, then just take a minute and really think if you are with the right person um yeah. and also someone you just get on with as well like yeah. I think that's quite important to actually like you like yeah. the person that they are and respect them as well yeah. yeah yeah definitely and someone that you trust I think that's such a big thing like it's not going to work if you don't trust them so make sure you've done a bit of research maybe you speak to the client you follow them for a bit if they're on social media you you look into like the results they've got their method like do their methods align with what you value Exactly. Like if they only do meal plans and you know you can't do a meal plan approach, don't choose a coach who does meal plans, you know? Exactly. And so I just think, find something that's aligned with you. I think as well, I feel like we're just doing a bit of a mentorship now. Um, <laughs> people who are listening and people who have messaged us separately and said, how do I kind of make myself known in this industry? Be putting content out that is actually useful. Don't be a kind of carbon copy of someone else because people are going to know that's not you put useful content out and actually offer valuable information for potential clients so something both of us would have like kind of experienced is when we do a consultation with people one of the first things they say is I've been watching you for a very long time yeah definitely and I think seeing online coach you need to have an online presence doesn't matter your followers kind of number but you know your content of are you offering value um, and yeah. so like with my coach, I was really looking at her content. Did I vibe with her? And I think also you will attract your clientele. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think that's yeah, and also just be you like just be you. Don't try and sugarcoat anything or like, you know, what I mean, just talk about stuff you genuinely struggle with and things like that. Um, and put yourself out there. So I feel like honestly, like a bit of a mother but something someone put in the question box for this podcast was I'm really scared to kind of speak on my story um, and it literally used to be me and then Ben forced me to do it I was like I've just been like if you follow me you follow me you're going to see my face I'm going to chat for what I want to talk about but I just said to them I was like how are people going to know what you like and how are people going to know you exist if you don't put yourself out there yeah. and, and I think that kind of hit home I can't remember who said that to me um, but I got that advice once um, when I was in a bit of two minds about doing a certain content or an IGTV. And they just said, let's say, how are people going to know you exist if you don't kind of show your face? Um, and I think also people will gel with you if you kind of show your true self, because putting one picture and a caption on, they're not going to see you like kind of quirks and you're laughing, <laughs> you know, your banter and stuff like that. So Put yourself out there and stop caring what people think because they really don't care. They yeah, really I love that. Care. So, yeah. Have you got anything else to add? Any more questions or anything? No, that's it. I think I think we've covered covered quite a lot there. To be fair, I know we actually have. But yeah, for anyone who is looking for a coach, though, um, I don't know if I've said it, but um, Leah and I work together. It is Lift with Leah on Instagram as at underscore lift with Leah is that right yeah yeah that's right but yeah yeah that's that so we're always we're always obviously happy to like answer any questions as well so if you've got anything you want to know about or you know you're just interested or anything or just drop us a message um we always reply to people um yeah yeah, so just drop us a message like 
have a chat and um, we've both got like links in our bios as well on instagram like if you did want to book in a call just to find a bit more about coaching and um, you can use the link in the in our bios as well and just book direct in for like a, a free coaching call um, just to talk through your goals a bit more really and that's something we both do at the start as well just because like we said we want to make sure that you're a good fit to join the business and to gel with all the other girls so that's why we do a call at the start as well also let me just say because I just remembered this dm I got don't wait as well to be in quotation marks perfect to start coaching um you can start at any point you don't have to have your routine nailed um be in the best place mentally to do it start at any time but obviously have that mindset of a coach isn't there to fix you they're there to help you and cheer you on um so and they can't do it for you massive one massive so like we can't make you go into bed at a certain time and shut your eyes at a certain time we can't drag you to the gym you've got to have that intention to be better and just do it um but yeah I think that's everything guys it's really nice to have a chat um and just go through everything cool thank you for hopping on as well um but for anyone listening please like and comment on the platform you're listening on today drop us a message I'll leave our Instagram handles in the description and I hope you have a lovely rest of your day guys I'll speak to you soon thank you bye